It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning Well, welcome last. to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, a licensed nutritionist. And today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You know, today I'm so happy to proudly announce that nutrition is finally in the spotlight when it comes to people's health. Amazing, I think. Did you know that last week there was a study published in the New England Journal of Medicine that for the very first time, through research now, this is that's the deal, for the very first time they found that diet had an effect as powerful as a prescription kind of drug, medicine, preventing in, in preventing heart, heart attacks, I'll get there, heart attacks, strokes, death from cardiovascular disease. So this study found that diet, what you're putting in your mouth, had amazing results on reducing heart attacks, strokes, strokes. and death. Without any bad side effects. Without any bad now, Good this study involved about 7,500 people living in Spain. Half of the study participants followed a recommended diet, a low-fat diet. You know, this is a doctor-recommended low-fat diet, and half followed a Mediterranean diet. Those following a Mediterranean diet, what did they have in there, Cassie? Good fats, plenty of good fats, olive oil, avocados, nuts, even butter. And they had a 30% fewer heart attacks, Mm -hmm. these people that ate the fats. Strokes, 30% less strokes and deaths from heart disease than those on the old traditional low-fat diet. So basically what we're trying to say, we want to shout it out from the rooftops that good fat is good for your heart and blood vessels. You know, we've been teaching this message, haven't we, for a long time in our weight and wellness classes. Over 15 years we've been teaching it. Now we have this big research study to back up what we've known for a long time. This will go great in that class six of weight and wellness, won't it? It certainly will. Every once in a while we get those people that say... We just have to keep updating that class all the time. Right, (laughs) yeah. So you might find us bragging throughout the whole show today about how effective nutrition is in preventing heart disease. And that voice you hear over there is Cassie Weenus, who is a registered and licensed dietitian. And she teaches many of our workplace wellness classes. So welcome to the show today, Cassie. I think we're going to do a little bragging about the importance of nutrition today and also talk about one of your very favorite topics, which is what? Gluten-free. <laughs> Go on gluten-free, but the... the healthy way. We're going to talk about how to do it the healthy way, and it is my absolute favorite nutrition topic to talk about, and for two very special reasons, and those two very special reasons are listening back home right now. So hello to my seven-year-old Riley, and hello to Rissy, my five-year-old. They both have celiac, so obviously severe form of gluten allergy. They both have dairy allergies. I have a gluten allergy and a dairy allergy as well, so we're sort of the the trifecta there, (laughs) and we make a good team. (laughs) So, Cassie, when you're out there teaching those nutrition classes, those workplace wellness classes, and you're teaching such classes as Foods for Great Energy or Five Steps to Boost Your Metabolism, 
Are people kind of surprised when you tell them that good fats help them lose weight? Or that cooking eggs in butter lowers cholesterol? Well, you know, I always start out by teaching a class telling how I found out about nutritional weight and wellness years ago, which was through this radio show. Mm -hmm. And I know you've heard this, but I, I still remember... The first time clicking through the <laughs> FM radio stations, came across FM 107.1, and I hear a lady's voice on there, and she says she's a nutritionist. So, of course, I stopped to listen, and this lady on the radio said, you have to be eating real butter and heavy whipping cream if you want to come off of your cholesterol-lowering medication and control your diabetes naturally. And I started laughing out loud in the car, and I looked at my husband. He was in the car with me. I said, did you hear what that crazy lady just said? <laughs> so I always start out with that story. So who was that crazy that lady? That crazy lady was you. <laughs> so then I don't get the looks like I'm crazy. But to your question, absolutely. People, even if they've been followers of ours or listening to the radio show or they've been to several classes before and they believe in us, mm -hmm. as you talk to them further, almost always these people still have some low-fat dressing or they still have the light sour cream in their refrigerator. You know, even though we've been teaching the correct message for the past 15 years, the message on TV, the message coming from the doctors is still that low-fat message. And so people are still hearing the TV nutrition message, and they're buying the low-fat foods, really thinking that they're doing right by their health. But again, this research you're talking about, it found that 30% people had 30% fewer heart attacks and strokes with a diet high in good fats. So quit thinking low-fat, start eating the good fats, lots of olive oil, olives, nuts and seeds, even organic butter. This is a type of diet that's easy to follow easy to live with, and really tastes great, too. And I think that was part of what the researchers found, is that it's easy to follow. People did not feel like they were on a diet. It was just a way of life. Right, and that those healthy fats give you a feeling of satiety and fullness. So, of course, it's going to be easier to follow versus those low-fat diets that leave you having cravings, mm -hmm. and you just can't wait till you're done with the diet so you can give in to the cravings. And let's face it, vegetables taste so much better when they're sautéed in a little bit of butter. Yeah. That's, Mom. you know. And, you know, it was interesting. You know, a couple of weeks ago, car the cardiologist that we had on the show, Dr. Stephen Sinatra, said, um, it isn't the good fats that cause cardiovascular d disease. No. It is the sugar. We always get back to sugar. Yes. And processed carbs that people are eating that cause heart disease. And, you know, this is what happens. Sugar inflames the blood vessels, causing damage. Right. And he said it over, I, he said yeah. it many times. It's not the fats, it is the sugar. And you've said it many times, and mm -hmm. we all at Nutritional Weight and Wellness are trying to get that message out, but it it's hard to break that low-fat mentality because it's been around for so many years. But, you know, think about it. Whenever a food company creates a low-fat product, you take out the fat and you really have a loss of flavor. So to make up for that loss of flavor, the food company adds some more sugar and they usually add some more chemicals to give some type of a good mouthfeel and a good flavor. But then they've created a very inflammatory product. And we know that at the heart of heart disease, they oh, have a double a heart disease there, but <laughs> you know, at the core of heart disease is inflammation. Inflammation, inflammation, inflammation. And mm -hmm. it goes back to that whole sugar. 
You know, I just had something else that I wanted to follow up on the diabetes show that we had last week. I found another study published in the Public Library of Science Journal that clearly found that obesity, now this is, I think this is amazing, obesity does not cause diabetes, but it is sugar. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you know, and we've heard that message over and over and over and over. Well, if you lose weight, you'll get rid of your diabetes. But not necessarily. Not necessarily. You know, you lose weight because you change, you cut down on the sugar you're eating. Right. And then maybe, yeah, you hope. And then maybe the, yeah, because if if you lose fat and you don't cut out the sugar, I mean, if you lose weight and you don't cut out the sugar, I think that diabetes could still stick around. Mm -hmm. You know, and in fact, this study you're talking about found that the more sugar that's available, the more occurrences of diabetes and the longer sugar is available, the prevalence of diabetes increases. Now, the upside of all this is that when we take away the sugar, the diabetes rate decreases. And this talk about diabetes and weight, it reminds me of a class I taught, a corporate class last year. And I remember this lady coming up to talk to me after the class, and we had been talking about blood sugars Mm -hmm. in the class. So, of course, she came up to share afterwards on the topic. And, you know, looking at her, she was the perfect size. She was probably 60 or early 60s. And if I had had a BMI chart there, she would have been ideal weight. And she shared with me that she had just been diagnosed with diabetes and she was just taken aback. How could this be? Because she'd never been overweight at any point in her life. But as we talked further, she had always had a real sweet tooth. Okay, So it, it sure made sense to me. Yes. So, Cassie, I think we have a caller and I don't know if we have time before our break or you think we might slide in a caller. Let's take one quick caller here. Line one, we have Joanne. Hi, Joanne. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning. Thank you. Um, Yesterday, Dr. Oz had a world-renowned Alzheimer's specialist on with a new way to eat so that you don't get Alzheimer's, and he advocated absolutely no meat because of all the excess iron and metals that will go to your brain causing Alzheimer's, blah, blah, blah. Which leads me to the big question, how do you decide what information is, is valuable? What do you, uh, how do you filter through all the myriad, the madness of all the nutritional advice and information that is being bombarded by us mm-hmm. every day, the conflicting information from so-called experts? If it's okay, do you mind if I just hang up and listen? <laughs> yes, and I think we'll answer yeah, it sure. when we come back from yeah, break, that don't sounds you like think? A good because idea. that's a great question that we should speak to. So stay with us. Thank you. Um, um, thanks for the, the comments, the question. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we go to break, if you are confused about what it means to be gluten-free or maybe you're just confused about how do I even start eating gluten-free, I would love for you to check out our online class. Yes, I said online. This is a new deal. Online class, it's called Going Gluten-Free the Healthy Way. It's a one-and-a-half-hour class that will teach you all about the foods you need to avoid and the foods you need to include in your diet to go gluten-free the healthy way. I'm one of the teachers on this online class, so that's part of why I'm so excited to talk about it. (laughs) Um, Also teaching with me is my friend and colleague, Mary Hauge. And I know why you picked us, Dar. We we are on that or teaching that online class for good reason. We both live a gluten-free yes. diet for medical reasons. Not only that, we both have kids that need to be gluten-free. So we speak to that piece throughout this class as well. So if you sign up for this online class, Mary Hauge and I will teach you how to eat real food to provide your body with the nutrients you need to heal from the inside out. If
if you're interested, you can go to weightandwellness.com. You just click on the online class button, settle back, and change your nutrition to change your life. And when we get back, we're going to address that last question about the Alzheimer's and the conflicting information. If you have any further questions for us on the topic today, call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. If you want to feel better, you want to have more energy, you want to sleep through the night, feel less achy, improve your digestion and your moods, look at nutrition. Good nutrition can change all of those things, and the educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness want to help you. They do this with their weight and wellness classes. It's a series of six classes. You can learn so much about your body and how to properly fuel your body. Did you know that poor nutrition is related to more than 90% of all health conditions? Learn how to properly run your body. The educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness can help you through the weight and wellness classes. Right now, if you register with a friend or family member, you'll each get $25 off. Classes are taught at Nutritional Weight and Wellness offices and many other locations throughout the Twin Cities. Call 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com to find a class near you. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, I'm pleased to invite you to our open house that we're going to have on April 14th. Isn't that wear you out to say that <laughs> after the last one? We oh, had we were lot. busy. Yes. So April 14th is a Sunday, and it's from 11 to 3, and we're going to have it at our North Oaks office. And the reason we're having it on Sunday is to make sure that people can find parking places. Oh, so, great. <laughs> You know, we have really a fun events planned in Greg Peterson, who is Mr. Um, Walking Encyclopedia. Yeah, of Nutritional Facts and yeah. Knowledge. Yeah. And will be with us to, and I will be will be there answering questions. And um, we're going to give away a free class to everyone that attends a free class. Nice. Plus, much more. We're going to have shakes, recipes, butter making. So just kind of put it on your calendar, set it aside. It's April 14th, Sunday from 11 to 3 at our North Oaks office. And some of the listeners were at our Maple Grove open house, and it was a great event, a lot of fun, lots of people turned out. So I'm sure. It was sure, wonderful. Yeah, I'm sure mm-hmm. this one's going to be the same. Mm-hmm. So okay. should we take our a caller? Or... Well, remember, we have to get back oh, to that to have... question. Yes. That was such a great question that we could probably Very take good. a full hour to answer it. But yes, we, we could. We won't. So the the lady, for anybody that didn't hear it, before we went to break, a lady called in and talked about some guy that was recently on Dr. Oz. Dara and I didn't see it, but he was on Dr. Oz saying that part of why we have so much Alzheimer's is too much meat consumption, excess iron, and apparently, did she say he wrote a book? I don't know. He must have had something he was selling. Right. So, so, how, so it's a couple of things. When, I guess when we look at Alzheimer's, we would look at some of the more obvious things. The obvious things would be sugar because it's inflammatory, right? Yes. Well, and I will even say Dr. Oz has a book out there, one of his books, where he talks in detail about how excess sugar is a key component to the rise in Alzheimer's. And he goes into the whole Mm -hmm. science of it, which I can't reiterate right now. So there's that. You know, and so then the other thing that we always would look at is avoiding trans fats because Mm -hmm. we know that... That makes kind of hard, crusty cell walls, and then messages are not getting in, and so that does affect memory. 
So trans fats, sugar, the obvious. But then I think her question was deeper than that. How do we know what research studies to look at and what we what are not? And who, How do who we has the right through? knowledge? Well, we kind of look at it from a common sense approach. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, Cara, one of our nutritionists, forwarded me a study about a doctor that's saying broccoli is not good for us now. So we go back right away, and say, does that make sense? sense? Right. This is a you know, real food. And and people have been eating meat and good fats and vegetables forever. Right, right. It's it's food that was put on the earth for us to eat. And we didn't have a high rate of Alzheimer's disease at that time. But what has changed are sugar consumption. And our processed foods. Greatly changed. And our trans fats and our sugar. Yeah. So we, when we're when we're looking at research, we try to we try to see if it makes sense, mm-hmm. and then we look at this who's doing it, and again we go back to even does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's my best answer. Oh yeah, no, I'm simple answer for Joanne that caller. Mm-hmm. Just listen to Dishing Up Nutrition, and we'll <laughs> decode it for you. We I took more than one college class on how to decipher research studies and mm-hmm. find out if they had any valid points. And I did well in college, but I disliked those classes so much because they were hard. Yeah, it, it is hard to break apart a research study and figure out if it you holds know, up. I mean, we kind of do a lot of things with, um, you know, Dr. Walter Willett, because he's mm-hmm. head of the Harvard Public Health Medical School, uh, and he he's does all the research, and he has all the nurses' studies, and he has like 50,000 people in his studies. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's what we look at more than anything. is Because mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, part of it is looking at who funded it. And sometimes, even when it seems to be biased, that it could be a good study. So yep. I don't want to say always if it was funded by a food company or somebody with a vested interest that it's bad. But that's one thing to look mm-hmm. at. And Walter Willett, you know, doesn't have a vested interest in things. And no, he, he does put out some good research. Um, should we take sure, we'll this take caller? Call. Mm-hmm. We have a caller on line one. Carol, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a question for us? Uh, yes, I do. I um, have a borderline high sugar uh, lab in, mm-hmm. in my lab work, my glucose. Yes. And I'm wondering how other alternative sweeteners figure in with keeping my sugar high, like like just the cane sugar does, probably whether it's organic or sucanat or any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, honey, yep. agave, stevia, but will they all help to keep my uh, glucose level high? In yes, they will. Subsequent Definitely. Testing? Except stevia. Except stevia, yes. But, yeah. But so you could substitute stevia in uh, for some of those other sugars, but honey certainly is okay. Yeah. It raises your blood sugar about the same. Agave certainly raises your blood yes. sugar about the same. You know, sometimes you might hear them talked about in a little better light because they're a little more natural than bleached white sugar. Okay. But and they maybe, still do the same thing. But with the your, blood sugar piece, yes. Okay, and then again, I understand that the um, sugar glucose level also uh, affects. Arthritis. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, is it in the same manner? The stevia would be the best with the others. All about the, yeah. the same. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, it would. Yes. Okay. Well, thank good, you. Good. Good question. Great thank question. You. You've made a great connection for some other listeners too. 
So we we talked the first 15 minutes of the show all about different studies. So I just I really want to share a client story. Enough about those studies. Yes. We always say change your nutrition to change your life. Well, this life-changing story you're going to love. On January 16th, 2013, Teresa, a 20-year-old college student, came in as a client to see me. She was experiencing stomach pains, IBS, sleep problems, anxiety, daily headaches. She was waking up feeling sick to her stomach every morning. She lacked focus, had a difficult time following a lecture, and was moody. In addition, she had ongoing sinus problems. She was really ready to change her nutrition. You know, I know after working with hundreds of clients with IBS, anxiety, and sleep problems, the culprit is often a gluten sensitivity. (laughs) There you are. Right. And some people are saying, crazy lady. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners get that there is a connection often with gluten sensitivity and diarrhea or constipation. I think more and more people are getting the connection with gluten sensitivity and acid reflux. But I bet a lot of listeners right now, Dar, are saying, how in the heck is a gluten sensitivity connected to insomnia or how is it connected to anxiety? How Mm. does gluten affect brain chemistry? Well, I think that's a great question. And it just, everything falls apart when I'm trying to put things together. My son, Corey, forwarded me an, an article. It was actually a case study that appeared in the Journal of Neurology. And this was a case study of a five-year-old boy diagnosed with severe autism. After an initial investigation, they found an underlying genetic gluten sensitivity problem. Mm -hmm. And guess what? After the removal of that gluten from his diet and after adding a few key supplements to correct his malabsorption problems, his symptoms of autism slowly started decreasing. All of his gastrointestinal symptoms went away. And his central nervous system function improved, and he had less and less symptoms of autism over time. So absolutely, there is a gluten connection to your nervous system and the symptoms of anxiety. For Teresa, absolutely a connection to that lack of focus and insomnia. So again, getting back to that college student story, Dar. Okay, so this past Monday, Teresa and her mom came back for a follow-up appointment. These are Teresa's words. I feel so much better. My anxiety is gone. I feel happy. I enjoy my classes. I can focus on what the teacher is saying. I have energy after class. And when I'm taking a test, now I don't have that gloom and doom feeling, and I don't feel like I'm going to die. These are her words. (sighs) Did I tell you my sinuses are all cleared up? I'm sleeping deeper and longer. No more IBS. And I haven't missed any school because of illness. I feel great. And this is another thing she said. Being gluten and dairy-free is not a problem because I feel so good. I never want to go back. And you are her hero, I bet. (laughs) Because who knew? There's not a lot of other people out there that would have made that connection. And we hear that a lot, don't we? I I don't ever want to go back. I can do this because I feel so great. And look at that. We're already halfway through the show. We're going to take another break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we go to commercial, I want to leave you with two pearls of information. If you're gluten sensitive or if you have celiac disease, it is important to take some key supplements to heal the lining of the small intestinal tract. At Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we often recommend 
taking the probiotic called bifidobacteria. I take that one myself. For most adults, if you take it two or three times a day, that works well. Um, One before each meal is a real standard recommendation that we will give, one capsule before each meal. Another very, very important nutrient that supports intestinal healing is L-glutamine. We often recommend taking one to two capsules of L-glutamine before each meal, you know, at least for three to six months after you've been diagnosed with that gluten sensitivity or with celiac disease. These are supplements that will help with the absorption of nutrients and, again, help to heal you from the inside out. And if you have questions today about our topic, call us here at the studio at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Now, for many of you who are gluten sensitive, you may have noticed that you have more carb cravings and a slower metabolism for many. Clients in our Nutrition for Weight Loss class tell us they have fewer cravings and lose weight better when they go gluten-free. You know, this could be the answer to getting your metabolism back on track. Nutrition for Weight Loss classes start the week of March 12th. Uh, Cassie, can you kind of fill people in on the times and dates? Right. And oh my gosh, March 12th, is this? Is it this coming week? It mm-hmm. is. Wow. Yeah, it so is. if you're ready to jump in and, and start getting healthy, this is the week for you. Um, let's see, Wyzetta. If you're in the Wyzetta area, be ready to get inspired by Angela. She's going to be teaching Tuesday nights starting March 12th. If you need a little extra support to get those winter pounds off, Angela is a great one to come and see. And also on Tuesday night in St. Paul, Kristen and Leslie will guide you, direct you, inspire you to stay on your plan so that you can see that success as you step on the scale. Now, if you're more down south, if you're in the Lakeville area, we have a class starting on March 14th, which is a Thursday. That's going to run 12 weeks, 5 to 6 p.m. in the evening. And Katie is your nutritionist down in Lakeville. You know, Katie, I think she's told a few of her struggles on the radio before. Mm-hmm. She she's, has. She's struggled a little with weight in the past. She's struggled a lot with some cravings in the past. But she is happy to say she has overcome those struggles, and she wants to share some of her secrets with you. So Lakeville is Katie, starting again March 14th. We also have Oralee teaching Thursday nights, March 14th. Um, You know, if you want someone who's a master at planning meals ahead of time and prepping foods in a way that saves time in the long run, Oralee is your lady. And And she's a great motivator, isn't she? Oh, my gosh. You can't get away with, no, much of anything. She'll (laughs) she'll keep you on track. She'll motivate you, and she'll tell some jokes in between and keep you laughing. You'll have fun the whole 12 weeks. Also on Thursday nights over in North Oaks, Anna and Rhonda are going to be teaching two more... um, Two additional, I should say, great teachers, um, teachers that will keep you laughing as well. Maybe laugh those pounds off, right? Yes. So come and expect to have fun. Come and expect to learn. Come and expect to really be inspired while you're losing weight. And if you're interested in learning more or if you just want to sign up right away, you can either call the girls in the St. Paul office this morning at 651-699-3438 or you can go to our website at weightandwellness.com. So, should we take a caller? Oh, my goodness. Those callers are lining up. Yes, they are. Let's start with line one. Good morning, Amy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a gluten-related question? Yes, I do. So, I um, have always uh, been a pretty healthy eater, and I'm an exerciser and a runner, but I've always really struggled with my weight. Uh, Taking off weight, I've heard every diet. 
And this past year, I've really focused on cutting out gluten and just, you know, really natural eating, things like that. Um, so then this, you know, and it helped, and I noticed I felt better and heartburn and things like that were better, and I did lose some weight, and I, I'm continuing to. This has been about a year. Um, but when I went to the doctor and I did a lot of blood work and stuff, as I've been kind of struggling with figuring out what this is, is they told me I did not have any gluten intolerance. So the question is, do I just continue what I'm doing because I feel good, or do I do more testing, or do I... <laughs> I think your your that? first was the right answer. You're feeling good. Tests are not very accurate these days. And did okay. they even run a test? Did you know, they run a test on you? Yeah, they did a blood test, and huh. my gluten number intolerance numbers were normal. They yeah, like, I think the last run. I think the last statistic I've read on that said something like the blood tests for gluten testing are inaccurate seventy percent of the time. Ninety percent. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I mean, you know, we at least that's what I've read. So let's say seventy to ninety. You have to yeah. be really sick before it shows up in your blood. It's going to show up in your intestines. If you get leaky gut and things start getting out, it's going to show up in your blood. So yeah, back to Dar's point. If I mean, you're just go with how good, you're feeling and everything. That's and, the best test. It's yes. There is. I mean, you're not missing anything by not eating it. Yeah, no, I, it definitely is helping. And then, so, so I could have an intolerance, perhaps not a severe, you know. Yes, right. Um, There's a spectrum. Allergy to it. I don't believe I have a severe allergy or anything like that, too. But I do think it's why I can't perhaps lose weight and feel the best. I think you're probably true because mm-hmm. what it does is, is okay. it inflames your fat cells. Mm-hmm. And then when you okay. have inflamed fat cells, it's harder to lose the weight. So for continuing weight loss, like my weight loss is so slow and such a battle. Do I just kind of keep doing what I'm doing, or do yep. I try and go 100% gluten-free and be even really, really crazy good about it? Or I would go, if you really want to lose weight faster, I would go, I'd be very strict. Okay. I, I would recommend the same thing, yeah, mm-hmm. you, and and just lots of vegetables instead of that that slice of bread, you know, sweet potato yeah. or broccoli, you're, you're going to get more bang for your buck anyway. Yeah, I never eat bread, like real hard, true gluten carbs, but like I say, they sneak in there in places still because I'm not, you know, I wasn't so certain because of that blood test. And so now I'm thinking, listening, guys, well, I shouldn't listen to that blood test so much. Maybe. That's right. Right. Okay. Because That's really interesting. So 70 to 90% chance I was wrong anyways. Exactly. <laughs> and the research shows that if you have a speck of gluten the size of your pinky fingernail, it can leave inflammation for four to six months afterwards. Okay. So, you know, if you're having one little bite of something one week... And then, oh, I'm not doing it again for another four weeks. So what? You still have that lingering inflammation on top of inflammation. Good point, so, Cassie. Yes. 100% gluten-free. Well, thanks so for try, the call this so morning. You're 100% gluten-free maybe instead of 90% gluten-free. Yeah, that's right. And, be, and hopefully I'll see a difference. Yep. I, I would think so. Go big that's or go what, home. Isn't that what they say? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what we see, especially in our Nutrition for Weight Loss classes. If people go gluten-free, they do much better. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you for the call. Should we take another call? Sure, that'd be fine. All right. Line two, we have Sophia. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a question for us? Yeah, well, I have a question and a comment. The first comment is about stevia. Mm -hmm. I have been completely sugar-free for about four months, and I have used stevia and liked it. The one thing I found, though, is that you have to really be careful of the additives. Yes, you do. And I've discovered just about any brand of stevia you find in the big box stores are going to have some either sugar, what amounts to sugar in them, or else there's another additive called um, erythritol, is that correct? 
That's in the more processed stevia called Truvia. Right. Does that sound and, right? Right. And that gave me a stomachache. Yes, mm-hmm. that's know. a sugar like alcohol. It. And it does give people, mm-hmm. that's true. Intestinal problems. And, hey, that's but, a very nice comment you made. Yes. And, um, well, and then the other thing I wanted to know about is um, my, I have, I came in and saw Kate actually, uh, had a consultation and I have now been gluten-free and dairy-free for, oh gosh, about three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yay. And I feel a real improvement. I like it. Good. Wonderful. <laughs> the one thing that I'm wondering, well... I have a lot of questions, but one of the questions is my doctor told me that I should be taking calcium supplements and, well, and now I'm off milk and I'm, and, um, you know, I was told, oh, you know, don't take the calcium, but I'm just kind of wondering about that. Am I going to get the calcium I need? Well, if you're eating vegetables and, you know, when you take out gluten, you tend to start eating many more vegetables. And I am. And so those are the, that's the calcium that gets absorbed. Okay. So what I would say is do this for a while, and then when, you, when you're back in and visiting with Kate, I mean, that would be a great question to ask her because, yeah, I think if you've got osteopenia or osteoporosis... I, and I don't. Okay. You might need calcium, but, you know, if you don't, maybe you're getting... You're probably getting more calcium absorbing... Okay. Than you were when you were doing gluten and dairy. Right, because dairy probably wasn't sitting well with your body. You were probably reacting more negatively to it. Right. Okay. How do I know dairy wasn't sitting well with my body? You feel great off of it. Well, yeah, but I it could be the, the yes. gluten, too. Well, I would True. do both for a while, and then I would bad back in a little dairy and see how you feel. See how I feel. Sure. Right, and, I, and I'll talk to Kate more about that, too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, thank you very yeah, much. I, that, was, I would, that was really, I appreciated her comments yes. about the stevia. Good point. You know, they've taken a very natural product, and some of the bigger food companies have made it their own, mm-hmm. and so it's not always really pure. Right. So you do want to get as pure as you can, and I don't like the one with the erythritol, personally. No. no. So should we got to take a break. Oh, my gosh, where does time go? Okay. We have more callers, and we will try to get to some of those when we get back, so stay on the line if you can. But we are up against our last break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we go, I just want to say, excuse me, be sure to join Dar and Brenna next week. They have a special guest coming on. It's going to be a great show. Her name is Jennifer Schmid, and she's going to share her story about how nutrition stopped her compulsive behavior of over-exercising and becoming too thin for good health. Again, that's coming up next Saturday, the 16th on Dishing Up Nutrition. And before we go, just another reminder that we have an online class. This is a new thing, an online class called Going Gluten-Free the Healthy Way. Just go to our website at weightandwellness.com and click on online class. If you're in the area and you'd rather take that class in person on Saturday, April 6th, Angela is going to be teaching it in Maple Grove. And on Wednesday night in St. Michael, out my way, Anna will be teaching it in the evening from 7 to 9. And stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Cassie Wienis, a registered and licensed dietitian from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You may know me from Dishing Up Nutrition, but today I want to talk to you as a mom of two kids with celiac disease, as well as additional food sensitivities, topics near and dear to my heart. Even with all my training as a dietitian, I was overwhelmed when my family had to go gluten-free. My boss, Dar, helped me learn the ins and outs of going gluten-free with real food, and that's when we realized other people need help and direction, too. 
So we created an online class called Going Gluten-Free the Healthy Way. You learn what gluten is, where it's found, and how to be gluten-free at home, at restaurants, and at social events. We teach you how to shop gluten-free and how to make healthy, delicious meals your whole family will enjoy. And it may surprise you that I don't buy many gluten-free products. If you take the class, I'll teach you how simple it is to go gluten-free eating real food. Learn more and register at weightandwellness.com. That's weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I don't know if you know this, Cassie, but there is really a new trend. It's kind of a serious trend. Women are not living as long as they have in the past. And men are actually catching up with us in longevity. Hmm. You know, and researchers are really kind of puzzled about what is the cause of this. And so my thought is, because they have no thoughts on what was causing this. So could it be the low-fat, fat-free diet mentality that is actually shortening the life of women? Because the women have been the one that have been doing the low-fat, no-fat stuff for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's just something to ponder, Mm -hmm. at least. Yeah. Or is it all the sugar that women are eating that's causing this? It's something's causing it. Probably a little bit of both. So, Cassie, I want to get, before we take any more callers, I want to get back to Teresa because I think she it's so interesting. One of the things, I also had Teresa stop eating eggs because eggs, she told me eggs had made her sick ever since she was a little girl. So why make her eat something that's going to make her sick? Right. And I think, you know, when I heard a top allergist speak out of Mount Sinai here not too long ago, she said eggs are the number two Top food allergy. And I'm finding more and more clients that have a sensitivity to egg. Mm -hmm. It's interesting what's happening. Mm -hmm. Well, it makes me think, is it what we've been feeding the chickens for the past couple decades, the wrong things? But back to Teresa. You know, and Teresa is, she's a college student. Think, Think about that. Remember your college years? And she's been living in a dorm. I mean, she lives in a dorm. So her college, you know, they, they, so what did she do? She made an appointment with uh, the college chef. Great idea. And they worked out a special menu for her. So what is she eating? This is the important part. Mm-hmm. She's not eating gluten-free products. She's eating real food. That's why we call our plan going gluten-free the healthy way. Right. Now, looking at the meal plan that you helped Teresa put together... And then, of course, she had to work with the chef. You start her day with some nitrate-free sausage, yes. maybe three or four ounces. And then you, you told her, go ahead, have half of a sweet potato, or even if you can have some organic hash browns, something that's you know a little bit of a filler there and that's healthy. And then, of course, butter on top of those potatoes. But to me, I mean, there's many key components here, but to me, one of the big key components for this college student is the animal protein piece. Mm-hmm. She needs enough animal protein to get her brain functioning. Now, it would have been easy to just ask the food service to order in some gluten-free muffins. They're readily available. Yes, but. but... But, right, all that sugar would have heightened her anxiety, and it would not have given her the nutrients that she needs to have good brain function. As a mom of two kids with gluten sensitivities and being gluten sensitive myself, it is so clear to me that because of our intestinal inflammation caused by eating gluten all those years in the past, 
we lack good absorption of nutrients, many nutrients at least. So whether we're talking about Teresa or whether we're talking about me or whether we're talking about my kids, a gluten-free muffin does not contain the nutrients that our bodies and our brains need for positive functioning. Now, one of my favorite meals that I really feel my best on, and mm-hmm. you know this, star, is a nice steak cooked medium rare, <laughs> my favorite, and then some vegetables on the side, and of course, some butter or maybe some olive oil on those vegetables for my healthy fat. That's really when I function and feel my best. Mm-hmm. I think, yes, I can understand that. You know, some people believe being gluten-free means shopping for and eating gluten-free products. In fact, we just received our last or latest, uh, it's Living Well magazine from the Celiac Association. And as I was flipping through it and checking out the recipes, here are a few of the recipes. Super moist soda bread. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Gluten-free, casein-free pumpkin pie. The best banana bread. The molten spice chocolate cake. Sugar, 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 and more sugar. You know, so we we believe these foods do not support the brain and the body. You need real food void of sugar, and because we all know that sugar is inflammatory. Sugar is inflammatory, and I actually get that magazine at mm-hmm. my house because I love, love the articles in it. They're very science-based, based on good research. I agree. Right? There was one recently on the connection with autism. There was one recently on the high rate of thyroid disease in people with celiac. So there's some really great articles in there if you can get past the pictures of all the baked goods. But that's see how confused people are. Right. They look at that magazine and they automatically think that they can be eating these, well, these, I, they're junk food. They're processed oh, junk food, really. Right. You can and, eat junky the gluten-free way <laughs> or you can eat healthy the gluten-free way. Gluten-free right. in and of itself does not mean you're on the right track. You have to get back to real food. And and Teresa's a good little case study here. She feels great on gluten-free, dairy-free, egg-free, but then eating real food is is the other part of that. Now, the majority of people with a gluten sensitivity or celiac disease have some great improvement within just the first few weeks of getting on a gluten-free diet. We've heard that from a couple of callers today. But up to 30% of gluten-sensitive people continue to have symptoms long after they've given up the gluten. Why is that? Well, we believe that these people who have substituted gluten-free processed carbs for their old favorites, now they're eating gluten-free bread rather than wheat bread, mm-hmm. or they snack on gluten-free Oreos rather than standard Oreos, or they chow down on big plates of gluten-free pasta. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't work for people. No, they, they have just basically switched to gluten-free junk food instead of gluten-containing junk food. What you're mentioning, Dar, all processed carbs, all full of sugar. You know, a lot of big food companies, and there's more than one out there right now, have rushed to line the grocery shelves with these somewhat spendy, gluten-free junk food items. Just look in the cereal aisle. You can find a couple of different big manufacturers going gluten-free in the cereal aisle. But are consumers healthier when they choose these items? Or are they stuck in that malabsorption rut from high-carb, high-sugar eating? If you want real results, if you really want to feel good, you need, I should say, if you really want to feel great, yes, because we can all feel great, you need to switch off those boxed, packaged, gluten-free products. They're not real. 
You need to be eating food that was put on this earth for our bodies to eat. That's what we know what to do with, like real meat, real vegetables, real fats. And it's so interesting, I thought, and I wanted to give this story of Teresa today because here she is a college student. She has figured out how to do this as a college student. She the the college is very supportive of her eating plan. Right. And they're helping her do it. And it's amazing what occurred in, you know, about six weeks with her health. Mm-hmm. And it and we see this over and over, don't we? Mm-hmm. We do. And and for Teresa, she was ready to jump in and try it because I think she was you know, on her final leg, she wanted to find something that worked. But a lot of times people get really scared or fearful when you mention to them, you need to go gluten free or you need to go gluten and dairy free. Mm -hmm. But you know what, just like Teresa, once you do it and you feel great, it is so worth it. And, and people are generally easy to work with, just like this college chef. Mm -hmm. Um, That's right. And I mean, they really want to help people feel better mm -hmm. and be successful wherever they are. And I think restaurants are starting to do that. Right, right. You just have to ask. Well, Cassie, thank you for being on today. Yes, I hope we get some people clicking on that online class. It's a great, fun, informative class. Thank you for listening today, and we'll talk to you next week. Life, I love you. All is groovy. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.